2: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Go Blue with Stu podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Douglas. As always, with me is editor of The Wolverine, Chris Ballas. How's it going? Doing great, Stu. Honored, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, you, you and me go way back. It's fun to have this podcast and talk with, um, you know, people who were firing questions at me in the locker room. It makes me relive the old days. I just had talk with... Uh, Rod Beard for an article. Mark yeah. Snyder's always giving me shit online on Twitter. So <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming on. It's uh, it's fun to see some old familiar faces.
1: Yeah. And covering you with facial hair now. Uh, you know what? It was <laughs> high school, man. It's I know. Crazy. Right? We go back yeah. to high school when you were lighting it up at the camp and making threes from half court and earning your scholarship. And uh, I think you were the first offeree, weren't you, for John Beeline? I one think, of them anyway.
2: Yeah, Cronin might have been, but you know, that helped okay it helped that Ben was seven foot tall. So I think there you have was, it. yeah, yep. that was an easy one for for Coach B. But yeah, it was uh yeah, what a hell of a recruiting class. It's funny to think about <laughs> going back and and thinking about where it all started, and it's like yeah, people thought Zach and I were walk-ons. And right. We're, where we are now. It's you want scary. to
1: talk about a lack of fanfare. It's like, oh, um, yeah. who the hell is this guy? And you know? I'm like, hey, you know, we're, we're just reporting here, man. But uh, I know. but we knew, but we'd heard what you guys were doing at the camp. And I saw Novak play like three or four times. And we're talking to Brian Townsend about him, man. And I was like, man, we, we already know about this kid. Leave us alone. And it turns <laughs> out that you guys changed the culture of that program. So uh, it's fantastic. I love seeing the jersey back there and the memories. I think it's only fitting that we're on here, man. Uh, Michigan State Coming up on Saturday You know And uh, you hit that Big yeah. shot down there So And you'll be back Right We'll be back We'll be back This weekend I
2: think Zach will be there I know Stauskas Spike will be They'll be honored in the 13 team uh, I don't know If everyone's been Back together In you know The beginning Five or six years Of the B-line era If they've been Back together like that So it'll be fun To see It'll be fun To experience I've yet I've never gone To a game At Chrysler Never gone To a really? game to Yeah Never sat in the stands There for a game Wow Uh, for a men's game and so yeah it'll be a cool taking it all in i still haven't seen all the renovations i remember hearing about all of them that's crazy and seeing all of it and i haven't seen all that or walked through it so it'll be cool but the environment i'm i'm expecting a good environment um michigan state game i know they've been down i want to ask you about it because you came out i think it was tuesday with the column Mm -hmm. and titled time for michigan basketball to do more say less and so it, it, you know, it sounds like a lot of us where we believe in this team and the talent, but we're we're tired of seeing the, the same kind of losses. and this team seems like they're they're losing games, they're not being beat.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. And when you're that tight and you've got to figure out a way to win close games, and I think there's a stat out there. The four years previous to Juwan, they were 13-6 and and won possession games against top competition or something like that. Now they're like 3-10. and And, uh, you know, two things about that. Number one, John Beeline's a Hall of Fame coach, right? And he was there for 35 years and he's seen it all. Uh, He had great talent. On, on some of those teams. There's no question about it. You had guys like Jordan Poole. You had guys like Trey Burke, obviously. Yep. Uh, so, uh, number two, uh, this is a young team, you know, with for Juwan Howard, and he's got a, a hand that he was dealt where he had a couple guys leave earlier than he thought, you know, kind of like John Beeline did and, and 16 and all that. And uh, and even after Jordan Poole and Ignis Brasdikas left early, and then you lose your point guard. So, you basically got one point guard on the roster. So, everybody's like, well, why can't you close games? Well, that's part of it. Okay. There's no question about it. When you don't don't have a guy that's been in that position and you've got a true freshman out there in Doug McDaniel, who I think will be really good, that's going to hurt. At the same time, it's those mental lapses. And one thing that John Beeline always used to tell you guys is that you know what? It might not be the possession at the end that loses you the game. It might be one of those in the middle or at the beginning of the game, you have to value everything. And when you see guys making the same mistakes over and over again, one guy playing man defense when everybody else is playing zone or one guy not getting back on defense, yeah. then you're scratching your head and you're saying, this is bullshit. This needs to stop. And and you know, we're at this point in the season now where you can't be making these mistakes anymore. And where's the accountability, especially when you got the antics going on with the the masks you know what? i'm sounding like the old guy here this is boomer <laughs> hour here on the Stu douglas show yeah. but you know what if you're gonna talk the talk then you better walk the walk and that's something they haven't been able to do it's fun to be a villain like a bill Lambier, probably before your time when you're winning yeah. but you know what you just kind of looks kind of buffoonish when you don't so that's kind of where i stand on it this is this is my one thing and i'm fine with you know antics if you're gonna
2: back it up mm-hmm. and i'm not i'm not gonna rip Hunter for talking with the crowd or putting the mask on. Cause like it keeps him engaged. And he said that right. as much. And I think he takes basketball very seriously, mm-hmm. but I want him to translate that into being a monster, like go out and demand the ball in the second half of that Wisconsin game. I think they just kind of ran the offense. It was a lot of pick and roll offense in the second half. And I think Hunter took three shots, missed all of them and had like what four free throws or something like that. Yeah. You gotta you gotta be if you're gonna do that, go get the ball. If you're gonna steal a win, it's gonna be on your shoulders, the all American, the oldest player on the team, captain. Like you go get it. And I think there's been a weird regress with him where he was demanding the ball more last year. Even his freshman year, I think he was demanding the ball more. Yes. Yep. So I think they're I don't know what's going on there, but they they just have this like untapped potential there. And I think it does kind of start with Hunter on the court. I know that, you know, guys like Jet are going to make defensive mistakes. Um, Even Kobe's learning, and he's one of their best defenders. Doug Uh is still learning. Like, even even Terrence is still learning out there in his first major role um, in his first three years. So it's a learning experience, but, you know, it it is that give and take. It's some on the coach, and it's some on the players, right? Like, I know Jawan's telling them the right thing, but the players have to take it in and be serious. And at the same time, Juwan has to then turn around and be like, "Okay, are they taking in it So it's this constant cycle. But right. I think it does. I think it does start with Hunter. And I'm I'm fine with the antics, but go be a monster then. Like you want to talk it like go. If you even if you go eight for twenty five, fine. You tried. Like you gave right. it your all, being you know what you've talked about. You know. So yeah. I don't know. It's uh, I want to see him like really dig deep and and just go crazy, dominate.
1: Yeah. and we know that he can. We saw it his freshman year. He's missed yeah. more buckets around the around the hoop this year that I think he did his freshman year. And and of course he's getting more attention, you know. But to one of yeah. your points, it's funny what you said. You know how Wisconsin is with their back cuts and their picks and you know the yeah. the ball, the ball punches and everything else. But you've got to you've got to be dialed in that whole game. There was it was like a layup drill early in that game. And right. you know what? Uh and they had gone over that in practice. It was funny because somebody that was at one of their warm ups or their walkthrough said they practiced one of those. Sets and one, you know, 15 times knowing it was coming, and, and five times, you know, what Wisconsin sets a pick, somebody's open and they score. So, how do you blame the coaches for that? At some point, these kids have to lock in and say, Hey, you know, we got to do what they're telling us to do. So, sure. um, at the same time, there needs to be accountability. And uh, there was a, pl- a game earlier in the year, I think it was Northwestern, when Jet Howard came out and had a terrible turnover, walked back on defense and he sat for 10 minutes and uh, they pulled away. I think they won by 15 on the road, which was a huge win for them. So you need that accountability too. Somebody from the athletics said, you know, it was a, a an assistant coach from a different team who said, I don't know if it's that Jets not willing or he's unable to defend, uh, but he doesn't defend. And you know what? I think it's more unwilling at times when you see him out there because we've seen when he's willing, he can do some decent things out there, but you got to be locked in and and there's got to be accountability when that happens. So it's still a work in progress, which is disappointing because there is talent on this team. And I think there's enough to get to the tournament, but it looks like now we're going to be covering an NIT if that, uh, unless they turn it around here, miraculously here, Stu.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, when you get to a team like Wisconsin, and when we played uh, Northwestern, it was like constant cuts and unique cut unique screens and reads and you weren't comfortable with it until you were a junior but really very comfortable with it when you were a senior like all right if me and Zach are going to be defending these two guys coming together for the screen we know all the different reads and I know Zach knows it and I know I know it and, and you get it done all it takes is one guy forgetting or messing it up one young guy who hasn't experienced it quite yet so I think they've looked better like their switching on the perimeter has been so much better in the last month like Night and day, better. They've just been so much cleaner. been communicating more. So yeah, it does. It goes back and forth where it's like, okay, we know that Juan's showing them the sets, but then you got to give them a little lee- leeway to to learn. But then also we got to win now. So like, what's the point if we're just constantly learning? So it's this weird kind of combo of how to judge this team. It's very difficult to kind of figure out. I'm just kind of trying to sit back. I just want to see them improve every day. Yeah, and. Yeah. And the thing now is these close games. And it, IU was disappointing, obviously, with, what was it, one field goal in the last eight minutes. Uh, Wisconsin was, like, not much better in the last 10 yeah. minutes. And Wisconsin didn't have any field goals in the last 10 minutes, and they still beat Michigan. And it's now closing games. Like, they've gotten close to it, but they're not closing games. I feel like if this, if this season was 50 games long, they would finally figure it out. you know? Right, right. So it's that, that experience here. But I think, you know, that, that gives them a shot at the tournament. I think if they can close out the last five games, they can go four and one. I think it's possible. But I also think that Big Ten tournament is just sitting right there for them to take it, you know, if they want it. You know, if, if they're going to stay
1: focused the entire time. Yeah. 1.5% chance, I think, somebody gave them of winning the Big Ten tournament. I'm is that thinking, right? man... That seems low, you know, one of those betting sites, because there's not that one team that's going to produce good, but we've seen they're beatable, right? They go to Northwestern, they lose. Michigan could have beaten them without Jed Howard, uh, so they're beatable. Yeah. It takes, you know what, as long as you're not playing Wednesday, which it looks like they're not going to be, you know, if you get four good matchups, uh, we've seen that Michigan can play with anybody, Virginia, North Carolina, you know, Kentucky, all these one possession games. Unfortunately, there's that other end of it too, where they play down to their competition, the Ohio's, the central Michigan's. And that's really the reason that they're not uh, on the NCAA tournament bubble right now. They let those games get away and they are playing better. There's no question about it. They're starting to get it. But uh, to your point about Wisconsin, I don't think you guys beat them like what one time. And I think it was your senior year when, when Novak said, uh, told Trey, he said, man, I've never beat these guys. Go out and help, them help me beat these guys. And yeah. and then you did. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's a tough matchup. Was a sa- it was. But at the same time, you can't give up 15 offensive rebounds to a team that comes in 349th no. in the country in offensive rebound percentage. That's an effort thing. And that that should not happen especially when you're fighting for your NCAA tournament life. I think Indiana kind of took the wind out of their sails a little bit, but you've got to be able to rebound. And, uh, uh, you know, I remember one of B-Line's teams losing to Ohio State, and then you're thinking, okay, season's over. They come back, they crush Michigan State, and they go on a tear where they get to the, uh, the Sweet 16. So uh, you've got to be able to put it behind you. They don't have that mentality yet, and I'm not sure that they have the – the one guy right where you can rely on to go get his shot, you know, at the end of those games, you know, I think they want it to be Kobe Bufkin or like you said, man, Hunter Dickinson demand that ball. And I don't care where you are, who's on you take that shot because you're the guy that we want taking that shot.
2: Yeah. And it, it, what was it? It was IU game. They set that ball screen for Kobe the last play. And he, he didn't even look at the rim. I think he like got kind of outside the paint and his back was to the rim. And I was like, dang, if that was, If he was just a year older, he'd have taken that shot. He'd have turned back around, did a spin move, gotten Trey Galloway on his left shoulder, did a little fadeaway and and hit that shot. And it's kind of one of those things where they don't know where to turn. And it's – you know, they want to run plays for Jet, but even in that IU game, he had that air ball where he could have curled into the paint and got a 10-footer. I think it was like the second-to-last possession or something like that. So, like, even he's still learning, and it's like we – it's this weird combo where like these guys are so talented and yet we want to like not beat them down, but we're, we're pretty critical on their mistakes. And it's like, dude, I I've, I've been there. I mean, they're really good. I was never that good, but like, I know like still the pressure of it with the last 30 seconds. And you want to run a play because coach said run to play and you're tight. And, but then you like, so then you strangle your talent and your mind and you just, you're like, what happened? And like you, the game's yeah. over, the buzzer rings and and you are like, what just happened that last minute? I don't even know. It was a blur and I wasn't even there. So right. that's where I think like a hunter and Terrence, like they do need that leadership. And we I think my team went through that my junior year with Zach and I as the oldest guys. And we eventually figured it out. But it was tough, man. It was tough to. You know, when you even with that captain logo on you you still, you know, it's still nice to be a senior captain and, and be telling freshmen and sophomores what to do. And and so, you know, I just wanted them to see some success. I think their big problem is that they didn't have any success. If they would have, like, beaten the Centrals and had stolen a game against, like, North Carolina or something, I feel like this team would be, like, completely different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or at Iowa, when you have a seven-point lead um, with uh, 120 to go, that right? That is the
2: most painful one. That was the – It is. Think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But you've got to you've got to learn how to win, right? And even you guys, you know what? It takes like one of the two games at Michigan State, that the shot you made. You know what? That was the point where okay, we closed the game and we learned how to win in these tight situations and we know we can do it. Yeah. And it just kind of felt like the doubt crept in there when you talk about Indiana. And it's like, all right, because we were up there on press row thinking, who's getting the ball here? You know, who do you want to have the ball? And uh, you know, I thought it was a well-designed play. I didn't think it was well executed. Hunter went up there, you know, it didn't get Galloway off of. Of Kobe number yeah. one and so Galloway's still right with him and uh, you know Kobe's thinking man I could throw it up you got Trace Jackson Davis right there if you're going over the top of him this guy's been dominating are you going to get it over him am I going to turn it over so all these things are going through his head Yeah. and uh, along with all the doubt of all those other games that they've lost so close and like you said if they'd gotten one or two of those then uh, then maybe it's a different story so and that's why I was hoping you know against Wisconsin and it's a shame man you had Will Cheddar going to the line with a chance to tie it he hasn't yeah. played all year and uh is a couple of free throws he can shoot the ball you know and he's going to get there but this is his first taste so people being critical of him and i'm like well you know what let's give this kid a chance here and uh but more than anything it's about learning how to win this is something that this team hasn't done yet and hopefully hey, you know what? Uh, three tough road games coming up, Rutgers, Indiana, Illinois. Uh, if you can figure out a way even to get one one of those on the road, man, going into the Big Ten tournament, because I think it's going to be Big Ten tournament or bust for this team, but yeah. you get one of those, then, hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe magic happens in the Big Ten tournament.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Yeah, it was funny. I was sitting there uh, watching the game, Wisconsin game with my wife, Chelsea, and Will went to the line and I was like, there's no way he makes both of these. Probably misses both, yeah. and it had nothing to do with Will's talent. It was like he hasn't been in this situation, and that place is rough, and it's yeah. a lot of pressure. Just let alone being in your first like starting spot, but especially at Wisconsin and down, it's just I'm like like this is crazy. If he makes these, those crazy, and it didn't look bad. He didn't brick them completely, no. but um it's just a tough spot to be critical of a guy like that. It, and and uh, what was I going to mention the? Well, I'm curious what you think of Juwan as the guy there's been, you know, squeaky wheels getting the oil on social media talking about Juwan's coaching and all this. I have my opinions on it. But do you think Juwan is the guy? what, What have you seen that makes you believe
1: that he is the guy? I think he runs great stuff. Uh, You know what? Everybody's like, oh, they don't do anything on offense. And I'm like, man, you haven't been watching the same team that I've been watching over the last four years. That's a bunch of crap. You know, Um, I think the more experience he gets in game coaching and with substitutions and things like that, the better he's going to get. You're comparing him. Everybody forgets this is his first head coaching gig. Doesn't mean that he doesn't know basketball, but there is a difference between being an assistant and being a head coach. And uh, everybody thinks it's a a pejorative when you say inexperienced or or inexperienced and it's not but you look at john beeline and all those games that he's been in he's learned from or tom Izzo, you know tom Izzo was was dog shit his first couple of years at michigan state you know what and then all of a sudden you know what you get in these situations and you learn uh i don't think there's any question that juwan howard uh knows X's and O's and, uh, and that he's committed to it and that he's a good basketball coach and uh, that doesn't always translate into good seasons we've seen it with John Beeline too and everybody gets on me you hate on you hate you on, you're so critical and I'm like man I always call him like I see him you know and when when John lost in I think it was 2016 uh, to Ohio State at home and it looked like the program was you know tailing off I said man it's yeah. now or never he better turn this shit around otherwise you're in trouble yeah. and he did you know what because he's got all those years of experience so um, i think think he's still figuring out, uh, roster construction, number one. Okay. yeah uh, you look at, for example, it got clunky last time with Musa Diabate and Hunter Dickinson on the floor together. Yeah. Uh, you still got to have more shooters out there. And I think he's, you know what? Uh, number two, though, uh, in this day and age, it's harder because guys are leaving all the time. You know, if you had Caleb Houston out there and Musa Diabate, this is a different I mean, team, Frankie, Houston, yeah. And Frankie Collins, who who bolts bolt, just because you went out and got a portal guy who you needed for depth, you know. And but that's what Frankie does. So, you know what? When, when you're recruiting a kid that's been at four different high schools in four years that's going to be a risk so these are things you learn as a head coach
2: yeah i i agree i think that it's very underrated how hard being a head coach is let alone your first experience and when you're at such a big program and then to be tainted by having your first three years of success just be so good and like listen fronds and livers um those two guys having them on the wing will win you a lot of games. And then when you combine Hunter with that, I mean, like the teams he's had has been incredible. This is a learning experience. I think failing is the best thing you can do to learn. And in game, this isn't a negative. Beeline was a a hell of a preparer, right? He game plan like nobody else in game. There were still times where he was figuring it out Mm -hmm. and piecing it together. And there were times I'm like, Hey, like, can we, can we figure this out? Like we got to, we got to change the the plan, and so mm-hmm. it's not easy. Like even the best coaches get in the middle of the game, and there's a lot going on, and it's it's you know you'll make a mistake, and sometimes that's a, you know it could be a first round game, and you get upset, and that that happens, or you're you you figure it out, and you go to the final four. I don't know, it's a very fickle thing, and I think people don't really appreciate just how hard it is to stay that consistent. But his stuff is really good, man. The, the yeah. offense in the last this past year, yeah, has been incredible the sets that they've evolved over the last year i think last year they kind of looked at hunter a little too much and they just kind of dumped it down this year they've evolved a lot and they're still trying to figure it out i think in the second half against wisconsin they went they reverted back to kind of what was comfortable and it was some high ball screens and you know you get in those situations and these guys trying not to lose a game right they're like so close so the execution goes down and you say why would it go down like why would your execution go down well you say, okay, let's run the clock. Let's run the clock a little bit. So those first 15 seconds, you're not running the offense hard because you know you're not trying to score. That's not good. I, I think that's just – it's a very natural tendency to have. Oh, hey, Kitty. It's yeah. a very really natural <laughs> tendency, um, and you see it all the time, especially in the Big Ten where, like, these games grind to a halt at the end Yeah, and really playing aggressive. But I think what Michigan doesn't realize is their trick up their sleeve is their talent, and right. what talent – is easy to guard when it's not executing. When talent is executing, good luck, dude. You're not, you're yep. not stopping Kobe Buffkin from getting in the paint. And then right. good luck from there. You're not stopping uh Hunter burying you from 10 to five feet or finding somebody to dump it off. Like when you're really sharp is when they're really good. And I think they're they're figuring that out.
1: I think sometimes they don't realize how good of a team they can be. Right. Yeah. And that confidence, uh, like we we talked about, you know, and and making those winning plays, you get a taste of it. And then I think it it changes everything and you start getting on a roll. And that's why, man, if they could have pulled out that Indiana game, uh, you know, then you think about that or the Iowa game or just one of these. It's like, man, then we're talking. We've got this whole different conversation going on here. And uh, I really thought the Central Michigan game was was good for them. And from the sense that, okay, they came out against Maryland and I saw a different team than I'd seen the entire year because they were embarrassed and they're playing with a chip on their shoulder we saw them going over ball screens we saw Doug McDaniel kicking it up to another gear which is what Jawan Howard's been challenging him to do so but then you just hope that you know it continues and it's not just a one-time thing and you don't have that up and down which is what we've seen and uh, you know if they could keep it at that one gear and get some of these guys who are going through the motions defensively if we're going to call it like we see it yeah uh, on board then I think that you've got the makings of a team that can, that can compete against anybody in the big 10 and can win a big 10 tournament. So uh, are they going to be willing to do that? You know, that's what we're going to find out. So we're going to see what these guys are made of, but there's no question in my mind that they've got a, a team of winners, guys that are used to winning that want to win, but uh, sometimes it just takes a little longer to figure it out again. Like we've seen with some of B teams in the past too. And, yeah. So all this hot seat talk with Jawan Howard is bullshit. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guy was in the sweet 16. You can say what you want about the regular season last year. And yeah, it was a little disappointing. Somehow they found a way to win at Ohio state last year without Hunter Dickinson, a great coaching job by Juwan Howard, and then get to the sweet 16, you know, he's been to an elite eight, uh, you know what, like you said, Franz Wagner, Isaiah Livers, he's going to have to get a couple more guys like that and, and do a little more work on the recruiting trail or in the portal. But uh, but there's no question to me that he runs good stuff and that he can be a, a winner at a high level in this conference.
2: Yeah, it's there's just so much to figure out. I mean, I remember I didn't really pay attention at the time, but Beeline being on the hot seat my junior <laughs> year. And it's funny to think back about it, like, Zach and I and Ben, who Ben had never even played because of his condition, like, we are his first recruiting class, and we were into our third year. That's no time to let a coach develop any sort of rhythm in college. Like, it takes five, six, seven, sometimes longer to, like, get in a rhythm of, like, hey, I'm here. This is how I recruit. This is a – player. people know that I'm here now. This is a system we run. These are the types of players we want. I mean – and, and when you get thrown a beeline, it was a different situation. This is another thing I want to address because people say all the time, well, it was a different situation. Beeline got handed the keys to a shitty car, and Juwan, it doesn't make a difference to me. Like, honestly, if you want to flip it, beeline had a blank sheet to work with. There was, it was completely blank. You know, you had no guys that were, you, know, you couldn't, you know, you're trying to recruit and you're like, well, Franz and Isaiah are there. So like, I don't want to come because those guys are going to start next year. Like there was none of that for Beeline and, and he could just build it up, build up the culture for Juwan. It's just, it's just a little more nuanced. So it's not the same thing. I want to be very clear to people that it's very different. Every situation is, is different. So yeah, patience. I just want to keep preaching patience uh-huh. and then let's evaluate in a couple of years and be like, all right, you, we gave them time. And it's not like you can't walk away from him, but like, I'm all about giving guys a shot when it, you know, that the 10,000 hour rule, which is, you know, pretty bullshit and people found out, but it, that (laughs) kind of lesson holds true there. It's like, give them time and then we'll evaluate like a big scope. Like, you know, any study you've ever seen, a medical study, like, like, oh, that you do study it for three
1: months. Like, okay. Yeah. Throw that one out.
2: That's just not possible.
1: No. And you look at, I'll go for an example, go look at Jim Harbaugh didn't win a a big 10 championship. Right. it's the Michigan thing. It's yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. And, and, but you know what? There were people that wanted him gone after 2020 and you're thinking, well, you know what? Uh, that's kind of a, a unique season where you're yeah. not practicing. Half of their team is sitting out and it's like, are you really going to throw the baby out with the bathwater here? And you know what? You still got who was at least at one time, one of the best coaches in football and he's been close. Right? So if you're starting over again, then you're going back to square one, but uh, to Ward Manuel's credit, you know what? He said, okay, we're going to cut the pay, but we're going to stick with him. And like you said, man. And all of a sudden, here you are. Uh, the same thing with Dabo Sweeney at, at Clemson, you know, yeah. using the football analogy. Uh, sometimes it takes time. So um, this is one of those years where you look at, OK, people are going to point to the, the regular season record over the last a couple of years and say, OK, well, this thing's trending in the wrong direction.
2: All right, let's get out of here before any more issues pop up. But I want to ask you about football because you've been covering it for so many years. What's your outlook for next year recruiting, team, It's so many things I can't even I don't even pick up an article to read because I like, Okay, I'm way too far behind. But like, give me your quick, quick
1: thoughts on the team next year. Yeah, what's the way it used to be before this stupid internet thing. You know, it's yeah, like yeah. You, you read it in the newspaper, spring ball starting. Oh good. What, what do we got this year? But you know what? Lots of talent coming back, man, that sophomore class, uh, freshman to sophomores is elite. Uh, that's why this team and this program is going to be in good shape for, for several years, I believe. But, uh, you know, JJ McCarthy coming back, he's still got that chip on his shoulder, the way they went out against yeah. TCU should have won the game. And yeah. he knows it. Uh, he gave us one sentence Stu in his post-game presser and basically said, we'll be back. And, I'm like, all right, I'm good with that, man. Go yeah. out and, and be pissed off and come back. And, and you know what? Blake Corum coming back is huge. Uh, I think that defense is going to be good. The coaches we've talked to say that defensive line should be even better, even without Mozzie Smith. With nice. Some of these guys, Kent Grant, Mason Graham, if they can find a couple pass rushers, I think Derek Moore is going to be that guy. So got to find one more corner. They like Amorian Walker at that position moving from wide receiver. Uh, but you're you're going to see a team that I think has the fourth best odds to win it all it would be very disappointing if they weren't playing against Ohio state again for the right to go to the big 10 championship game. So man, uh good times for Michigan football, Michigan hockey's rolling. So get basketball back where it's supposed to be. And yeah. it's going to be like the 1990s all over again, the years, the years you were probably born. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's yeah.
2: something I wasn't, I didn't experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that will be fun. It would be fun to see, get it all together. Yeah. It's cool to see Harbaugh have success. I remember after that 2020 year, and people were kind of down on the team a little bit, and I was like, okay, this is obviously because it's a sports and it's romantic. This will be the year that he does really well, and they did, yeah. uh, made the playoffs, and and were you know a little disappointed, but it was cool to see him get back, and I was like, all right, this is sustainable, and they're 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 chugging now, they're they're chugging along, so it's uh it's cool to see them, but man, it is, it is nerve wracking. I cannot imagine one weekend at Illinois, just wrecking your season. And you're like, wow, we just escaped, escaped with a field goal win. And like, you're just down for like, you just, you know, not focus for 10 minutes and there goes your season. It's right. Football is crazy. Football is crazy. It is.
1: You get 12 yeah. chances. Right. And yeah. that's the thing. You screw up once anymore, you know, with the way the playoff is yeah. and, and the playoff will be expanding. And that's a good thing, I think, because yeah. if you get a couple of those and you're still one of the best teams of the year, you're of the the season, then you have a chance to prove it. So I like it. Uh, it's much more fun to cover a winner, Stu, uh, covering your teams in the final four. You know, I'll, I'll never forget that first Big Ten championship team and 20 something years you know uh that you guys did uh yeah. was amazing and uh so it's been a lot of fun man hopefully i got a few left in me
2: yeah no it's great and i'm i'm excited to follow along i literally just subscribed uh to the website awesome. so I'm, I'm now a paid subscriber so congrats on that for having me but uh i'll be following along and i really i really love what you guys do um yeah let everybody know where we can check your stuff out
1: yeah. The Wolverine.com come over and sign up 29 bucks until football season. And, uh, you know, and then I think it's 99 bucks a year after that. So what do they say? The price of a cup of coffee a day or something like that. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, although, although coffee's not like six bucks, you know, it's Starbucks or whatever. So, I've never whatever. made
2: more coffee at home before working my entire life. Yeah. It's there really-
1: you have it. Yep. So I'm excited to have you back too. I don't know if you know, they've got a big mural of your shot. Did you know that painted on the wall? do they no they don't but, okay yeah, i was but like but I think they should <laughs> mural. i actually when you said mural i should have known but i was like a
2: picture yes. Is there a
1: picture somewhere no. that would be sweet well there yeah. should be man like uh and uh but uh yeah and your jersey hanging in the rafters you guys did change the culture and all seriousness of that program and uh michigan fans should thank you for that so looking forward to seeing you in novak this weekend and, and have a great time man
2: yeah you gonna be there
1: i'll be there absolutely all right all right i'll yep. have to come say hi nancy absolutely.
2: douglas will be there
1: Awesome! I can't so, wait to see her. We'll and, come to uh, high. And, and, one of the they were so much fun. We used to have. We used to go out for a couple of beers with them. I'm not going to tell you the stories because I don't yeah. want to ruin your illusions of your mother. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's good. Yeah, that's good. just great people. Both of them, your mom and your dad. So
2: yeah, they're excited. I'm excited to have them back, and my mom is is giddy. So it'll be fun. Awesome. But yeah, we'll see you there, Chris. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, maybe we'll have to have you back on next year before football season and talk some more great words. But yeah, appreciate you. You bet. Thanks, Stu.